0: Hello and happy Monday everyone. Welcome back to Friends of St Anthony's. I am Chloe Cole and I am here with Lisa Cousins to give our community an update of what is coming up over the next fortnight.
1: Welcome back Lisa. Thank you Chloe. I'm happy to be back. It's always a pleasure to be sitting here chatting with you and I really look forward to it. Actually we've had a bit of a conversation before we even started (laughs) so, (laughs) so yeah lovely to be here.
0: Lovely to have you. So, we are entering the last two weeks of the term and by golly, has it gone quick. What can we expect to see happening during
1: these last few weeks? Well, Chloe, I think it'll go just as quick as the whole term (laughs) has gone by. Um, Next, um, I should say this week, sorry, I'm jumping one week ahead, This Wednesday we have our whole school mass for the feast day of St Anthony's and if the community remembers back it was um, postponed and we've rescheduled it to this Wednesday the 29th of June at 9.15 in the gym and of course we're celebrating the life of St Anthony, his achievements and utilising this opportunity to reflect on the lessons we can learn from our patron saint in today's contemporary society. Following the Mass there's morning tea which has been provided by the PNF and um, we look forward to that because they always do a great job with their morning teas. Yes they do. A very And we also um, warmly welcome um, our school community to join us for this feast day Mass and also for the morning tea as well. After lunch the children will participate in a variety of buddy and class activities for the feast day of Saint Anthony's. What's your class doing, Chloe? We are
0: budding up with our buddy class and we are going to do a digital scavenger hunt okay. using so we will learn about the special prayer for Saint Anthony that we can do when we've lost something and then we'll go on a bit of a hunt and put that prayer into practice. Oh wow, that's
1: great. Yeah. Uh, I, ho- I hope Saint Anthony's listening to yeah. you. All. <laughs> We hope so too. <laughs> what a great what a great activity. So and not only are you you're doing something marvellous like that with the children, I know every other class is as well. They will be. The teachers. So a big thank you and a special thank you to the entire staff of St Anthony's for their preparation and commitment in developing such wonderful and engaging and fun activities for the children. So um I know they're going to enjoy Wednesday very much, and um, the teachers' work is also very highly appreciated as well. So thank you, thank you, Chloe, thank <laughs> you, staff. I ca- I actually, I might join your crew, your class. More than welcome to. That sounds uh, so much fun. I think I'll be there. <laughs> um, and then on Friday we have our PNF meeting at nine a.m. at McCourt's Garden Centre, and um, parents and friends are invited to come to this meeting. And it's always a wonderful opportunity for families to contribute to the school community and to also develop those relationships and partnerships with the school as well. And parents and friends um, are very important to us as a community, particularly this partnership. Um, Yeah, partnership and and families coming together means so much to us as a community as well. It does. So um, all uh, all our family members and parents, friends are very welcome to attend Um, the PNF meetings as well. For week 10, our years three to six... ...students are engaging in basketball round robin... ...at the Millicent Basketball Stadium... ...and the children will play the different schools... ...across the district in basketball competitions. On Tuesday the 5th of... ...is it July... Yes, I know. 5th of July. (laughs) On Tuesday, 5th of July, our receptions are having their liturgy at 2pm in the school chapel. And again, the the family, friends, parents from the um, children uh, in reception are welcome to attend that. And then on Wednesday, our year five and six students um, are going to... To Adelaide, travelling to Adelaide to compete in the SAC Passar Netball competitions. And the SAC Passar Netball competitions are all the Catholic um, schools within the diocese coming together in Adelaide to compete in that sport. And they will return on Thursday. And then the 8th of July <laughs> is, go on, Chloe, you tell us, <laughs> 8th of July is the last day of term. Yes, it is. And what time do we finish last day of term to remind families? It's at 2.10. At 2.10, yes. So an hour earlier than normal. Early finish on, on that day as well. Yes. So that's the extent of the last two weeks um, and we look forward to joining in all those activities with, with the children as well and with the staff and... And uh, for the majority of them, our families are also welcome as well. One more, 9am on the 3rd of July, which is at the end of this week, um, on Sunday is Liturgy of the Word Mass um, at St. Alphonsus. And again, children are highly welcome to come to that and families as well.
0: And please do, it is such a wonderful experience. I hosted one earlier last term And it was so wonderful to have such a big group of children and it just made the experience
1: much more richer. So come along. Yeah, thank you, Chloe. Yeah, that's a good wrap up for that. So (laughs) thank you very much. Okay, so we have seen your
0: face pop up into our classrooms a lot more lately, conducting some walks and
1: talks. Can you tell us about what walk, walk and talks are? I can. Yes, definitely. Um... So generally I visit classes and I pop in and um, say hello to the children and um, see what they're doing, what they're learning as well, um, having conversations with them. But lately those um, visits to the class have taken on um, a different flavour, if you like, <laughs> and um, are a bit more deliberate in, um, t- in my conversations with children... So what's happening with these walks and talks, and that's the fancy name for it, but it really is clas- it's visiting yeah. classrooms. Um, each week I'll visit each class at least once. Yeah. And, um, and that's to have a conversation with one or two children. And, and in that conversation I ask them about what they're learning and, and why they might be learning it and um, how they're doing in the, the tasks that they're working on at that time I'm in there. How do they know that they are doing well? If they tell me they're doing good or how do you know you're doing good? And also we talk about if they would like to improve their work, what could they do to do that? And if they need help, where would they go um, to get that help? Now, why am I doing this? Yes, that is the question. Why am I doing this? Um, First of all, I think it's really important that um, we – collect data about and, – and I've talked about data before and how important it is to set our learning priorities, but not only set our learning priori- priorities, but also to support student learning in the manner that we're seeing continual um, learning growth in every child. So I'm going to the classroom to monitor student learning and to collect data on student learning. If sh- children can, can articulate – what they're learning and why they're learning it and how that can improve, it greatly helps Mm. in their own learning improvement progress. So I go in there to ask children these questions and monitor the extent that they can understand or um, um, are reflective in relation to their their learning as well. So um, this is called metacognition. And I've talked about metacognition before, everyone. Mm, yes, <laughs> yes. So, and what research has shown is that when a student, a child, can reflect on their learning and um, evaluate what they're doing and know what they're doing and why they're doing it and how they can improve, it actually has a huge effect size in increasing their learning outcomes. And also um, allowing them to have that continuous learning improvement as well, and that effect size is one point three three. And when in current research, when you think um, about sixty or seventy point or point seven being really high, a one point three three increase is absolutely incredible. And now staff have also been working on um, looking at how they can engage in um, asking students those questions but putting in strategies in the classroom and the classroom environment to support students in this learning so they then are able to articulate and answer those questions as well.
0: Yeah it makes learning visible and it helps them understand the why behind it a lot better. Excellent and it's very exciting to have you pop in? The kids get excited, and well,
1: can I throw um, uh, um, a comment in about your class, Chloe? <laughs> I mean, if you would like to. <laughs> so I went to Chloe's class. I've been actually I uh, go in to um, Chloe Cole's Year Three class very often because I'm always really impressed with the learning environment in that classroom. And one of the aspects, and Chloe mentioned visible learning. One of the aspects that makes learning for children visible is the classroom environment and the environment being the third teacher. So up on Chloe's wall there's a lot of strategies and um, charts that support students in their learning, um, in monitoring their learning and also self-assessing their learning. And one day I went in there and I talked to a group of of children and they took me on a tour around the classroom showing all the strategies that they could use to self-assess their learning and also reflect on their learning and um, look at ways in which they could improve. Each one of them uh, was um, really quite aware of what they were doing in class and what they needed to do and where they needed to go to get more information to improve and where they could go to get help. So they had their... um, um, their thumb on the what is the term? <laughs> the thumb on their finger on the pulse. Yeah, <laughs> not the thumb. The finger. finger on the pulse. From the moment I walked in, I was highly impressed. Yeah, so well, I, they impress me every day. They're a great <laughs> bunch. <laughs> they were. They are an amazing little group of young people. So yeah, you do, you you should be proud of them, Chloe.
0: I am very proud of them. With the end of the term quickly approaching, we all know that students and staff are becoming tired and it may take a little bit more effort to show kindness and mutual respect. What quote or line of scripture do you think best inspires us to show mutual respect even when we are feeling the weight of a busy
1: term on our shoulders? Yes, that's something we sometimes forget. You know, mm. in, our, in contemporary society, um, respect is seen as something that is sometimes earned. Yeah. And not simply given. given. Yeah, And the Bible has a lot to say about respect yes. and how we treat each other. And one of the um, elements that really comes out strongly um, when you read um, the Bible and read Scripture is that all humans are worthy of respect. Yes. No matter, so, no matter what they do, we all make mistakes. And in some sort of ways, you know, you need to forgive and in that forgiveness there is that respect Excellent. for each individual mm-hmm. so each of us have has been created in the image of god um and each person bears this image of god and therefore is a unique creation and worthy of respect no matter what they yeah. do yeah so um sometimes in the uh, in the um, business of life we we forget that um so for example if um you didn't treat me very well, Yes. <laughs> <So God. laughs> Chloe. That's one action, and it doesn't um, devi- um It doesn't distinguish a person. No, it doesn't make a person. No. So you still, yeah. Number one, worthy of respect. But the other thing is, in in the creation story, each of us have been created in that image of God, and and um, we. All worthy of that respect. Yeah. So um, when I think of my favourite um, pa- or line or passage, I always go back to the novel um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, yes. Classic. <laughs> it is a classic, isn't it? Yeah. Atticus Fidge, he's just, a, 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 I always think of him and what he said to his daughter, whose name was. I forgot. Oh, don't. ...don't even ask me. <laughs> I oh. I've actually forgotten. But he said to his... D- no, it wasn't... F- no. Anyhow, he said yeah. to his daughter that... ...basically that we must, um, at the minimum, respect everybody... ...and um, take people for who they are. Yeah. And um, the best way of doing that is by treating each other... ...the way we would like to be treated... Mm. And um, walking in their shoes Jeez. for a little bit yeah, as well. Yeah. And there's two lines, one from Matthew and one from Luke that reiterate that. So, And Luke tells us, And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. And Matthew tells us, So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. So that's about treating other people the way that we would like to be treated and that is in terms of respect. So treating others respectfully as we wish to be treated respectfully. And um respect is not something people have to earn. No. It's something that we should just, just give freely mm. um um out of um that understanding that we are all God's creations. Yeah. And and we um And because of that, we're worthy of that respect.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: Thank you. You're very welcome. (laughs) I hope that made
0: sense. It did. And it's (laughs) like, it's spot on, spot on. If you would like to hear more episodes from Friends of St. Anthony's, be sure to subscribe to this channel and hit that little notification button to get automatic updates when a new episode is released. This podcast was produced by Chloe Cole for St. Anthony's and we thank you lisa for joining us here again today
1: thank you chloe always enjoy being here chatting to you so thank you for inviting me pleasure
0: be sure to connect with saint anthony's on facebook and instagram for photos news and all the behind the scenes stuff thank you for listening and we'll talk to you again soon bye